I'm Jesse, and this is the Dad Bod Podcast. So, the first podcast, I want to focus on the why of working out, the why of living a healthy lifestyle. Now, we could look at the literally thousands of studies that have looked at the benefits of working out and living a healthy lifestyle. But basically it comes down to some core bottom line information. The Mayo Clinic is really good as far as pointing these pieces out and looking at the benefits of having regular daily physical activity and what that means to your body. First off, it's going to help control your body weight. Now, controlling your body weight is good for two things, uh, primarily. One, it's going to have tremendous cardiovascular benefits, which I'll talk about a little bit more in a second. But it's also going to have some physical benefits just by the mere fact that you're having less weight that is put on your body. There's less weight put on the back. There's less, less weight that's being put on your hips, your knees, your ankles. And as a, as a result, you're able to do more physical activity with limited or less pain. Now, as far as the cardiovascular benefits, there is an immediate benefit with regular physical activity as far as increasing what's called the HDL or high density lipoprotein cholesterol, the quote unquote good cholesterol. It's also gonna help decrease the unhealthy triglycerides. And as a result, between the two of these, that helps prevent strokes, metabolic syndrome, high blood pressure, type 2 diabetes. It also leads to positive results with depression, anxiety, many types of cancer, arthritis, and also helps prevent falls later in life. It's going to help boost your energy level. Regular exercise is going to deliver oxygen and nutrients to your tissues, and it's going to help your cardiovascular system work more efficiently. Along with the energy piece, it's going to promote better sleep. When you have regular physical activity, you fall asleep faster. You also get a better, deeper sleep, and it's going to help you feel more energized when you wake up. So exactly, exactly how much exercise are we talking about? The Department of Health and Human Services recommends at least 150 minutes a week of moderate aerobic activity or 75 minutes a week of vigorous aerobic activity or a combination of the two. Now, as far as the types of aerobic activity, the ones that come to mind right away are just running, walking, biking, swimming. Uh, we'll get more into these activities in the podcast to follow and exactly what it looks like for moderate and vigorous aerobic activity. The Mayo Clinic also talks about benefits from strength training exercise along with the aerobic activity. And the Department of Health and Human Services, their recommendation is for training of all four major muscle groups at least two times a week, including 
free weights, maybe some weight machines, and then body weight training. Now, as a disclaimer, as always, you want to check with your doctor before starting any new exercise program, especially if you have concerns about fitness or you haven't exercised for a long time. And definitely if you have chronic health problems, such as heart disease, diabetes, or arthritis. Now, let's get more into the why of working out and living a healthy lifestyle. If you don't have a reason to start out working out or living a healthy lifestyle, then the how of getting started really doesn't matter. So why should you work out? Why should you live a healthy lifestyle? The former bodybuilder and actor Arnold Schwarzenegger once said that in order to start out anything, you need a vision. The vision is the answer to that question of why. In Arnold's case, his vision in 1970 was to become Mr. Olympia. The Mr. Olympia title is awarded annually to the winner of the Men's Professional Bodybuilding International Contest, created by Joe Weider. Joe also con uh, co-founded the International Federation of Bodybuilders with his brother Ben Weider. The Mr. Olympia contest is pretty much the equivalent of the Super Bowl in football or the World Series in baseball, the NBA championship in basketball, or the Masters in golf. Once you have that vision, you have to make a conscious decision to work towards that goal, much like Arnold did. Arnold talks about how with every rep, every set, every minute of cardio, he was happy while other, uh, others around him were feeling like it was some form of work or were just downright miserable. The reason he was happy is because he was one rep, one set, one minute of cardio closer to reaching his vision of becoming Mr. Olympia. All of this, mind you, was at the same time that he was working as a full-time construction worker, taking acting classes for four hours a night, living in a small apartment, and was also very new to the country. Arnold said that he would only sleep six hours a night because of all the things that he wanted to do to reach his vision. When people would tell him, well, I need my eight hours of sleep, he would tell him, you just need to sleep faster. Arnold went on to win the 1970 Mr. Olympia. This was his first of seven Mr. Olympia titles. In case you were wondering, the record number of wins is eight and is held by Lee Haney and Ronnie Coleman. Your vision is most likely not to become the next Mr. or Mrs. Olympia. If it was, you would probably not be listening to this podcast. However, that does not mean you don't have a vision. That vision is worth writing down and making a plan to achieve. Any worth, anything worth doing is worth writing down. Your vision may be able to keep up with your seven-year-old while you play in the backyard. Your vision may be able to have the physical capability to mow that backyard. Or maybe your vision is to walk around the mall with your teenager and not be out of breath or maybe to wear the clothes that you once wore in your 20s or 30s. Maybe your vision is to be able to golf with your grandchildren. Your vision is just that. It is your vision. It is personal, 
it's unique, and it's important to you. Once you have figured out what that vision is, you should write it down. Once you've written it down, you can figure out short-term goals that will allow you to ultimately realize that vision. For example, if your vision is to walk around the mall with your teenager, then maybe your short-term goal is to walk from the parking lot to your favorite store in the mall and back. The how of reaching those short-term goals is part of what we'll talk about every week. Now, to get you started, you have to have some sort of baseline as to where you're at right now. That way, you can see how you're progressing towards your short-term goals and then ultimately your vision. Now, some examples of your baseline measurements. uh, Really, what I would look at is the first thing, obviously, would be your body weight. Now, I caution you to look at this and say, well, my long-term goal or my vision is to lose X number of pounds. Because what I want you to appreciate from the body weight is that as you gain more muscle, that may affect your weight, but you are still reducing size and becoming more fit. So you may be uh, 150 pounds, and you want to be, uh, as a long-term vision, at, at 135 pounds. But your body weight in your most fit condition may actually be 140 pounds or 145 pounds. So we'll talk about that later as what that looks like and what it should feel like. But we should also take into consideration that we do need the body weight as a baseline measurement because there may be other factors that are going up or going down that are helping your fitness level, but your body weight is staying the same or maybe even going up a little bit. And I want you to know that right off the bat, that that's part of the way your body works as you gain more muscle. So that is the first baseline measurement that you should have. Your body weight on this date, um, what your body weight was, when you took the measurement, Uh, The time of day does affect it as far as how much water is in your system and how hydrated you are. So first thing in the morning is an easy time to take it. Uh, So roll out of bed and you're stepping on the scale and you get that body weight right away. The next thing I want you to appreciate is the cardiovascular benefits and want to get a baseline for that. So I would like you to get your resting heart rate and your blood pressure. Now, you may not have access right away to getting that done Uh, but an easy way to do it is to give blood Uh, I give blood on quite a regular basis and with that they're going to look at many of your uh, vitals and part of that is your resting heart rate and your blood pressure Uh, so it's able you're able to get a good uh, reading of your again your resting heart rate and your blood pressure and at the same time you're maybe helping someone out Uh, by giving blood. So that would be a good option for anyone in order to get their resting heart rate and blood pressure. Or you can just make a visit to your doctor and get those baseline measurements as well. Now, another good thing I I like to do is uh, have people take their all-time favorite outfit. 
So whether it's that favorite dress of yours or that favorite uh, business suit or it's that favorite swimsuit, whatever it is that just, you know, you, you really love wearing it and but maybe you don't fit in it the way you want to uh, and you don't feel as good as you once did when you first bought it. So grab that favorite outfit, go ahead and put it on and maybe write down some remarks on how it feels to wear that outfit. And whether it's a little tight here, it's a little loose there, um, I wish you know this part looked better. And that can give you a, a visualization as to what your baseline is right now and ultimately help you get to where you wanna be in that quote unquote favorite outfit of yours. And then of course, take a selfie uh, and that's gonna give uh, a nice uh, photograph of what you're remarking on as far as what feels too tight or feels too loose in that favorite outfit of yours. Another baseline measurement may be how far you can run without you know, uh, getting too out of breath or uh, feeling like you're too weak. So exactly how far is that? You know, can you run uh, half a mile? Can you run three quarters of a mile? Whatever it is, and to get, to get that baseline measurement of how far you can run. Maybe you can't run at all. And if that's the case, you look at how far you can walk and the same thing, you know, before you get into too much pain to where it's prohibiting you from walking further uh, or you're just getting out of breath. So again, a good baseline measurement of how far you can run and how far you can walk. Now, as we get into the strength piece, uh, we'll talk about the correct way to, ways to do these lifts as the podcasts go on. But the way that I look at uh, true strength is I look at five key uh, large movements or what we call uh, compound movements. And those would be an overhead lift or military press. So how much weight you can do for that. And when I say how much, how much weight you can do with that with, with three repetitions. So no, no, nothing where you're maxing out with just one major lift. That's just setting you up to potentially hurt yourself. I'm looking at a three repetition max for your military press or your overhead lift. And then the next one would be a flat bench press and then uh, the next would be a squat. The next would be a pull-up. If you can't do a pull-up, then uh, what can you do with a lat pull-down? And we'll talk about what that is in later podcasts too. Uh, so, and then the last one would be a deadlift. So those five movements, again, the military press, the flat bench, the squat, the pull-up, and the deadlift, how much weight you can do with those for three reps comfortably, so your three repetition max, and that gives you a good idea of what your total body strength is. Now, all of these, or some of these, you pick and choose for, again, your baseline measurements because you gotta start somewhere. And that's gonna be your baseline for, as we move on from week to week and month to month and year to year, because ultimately this is gonna be a lifestyle. And that's why we focus a lot on the why at the beginning because, again, if you don't have a reason to do this, it's going to be harder for you to appreciate the how and ultimately uh, reach your short-term goals and then ultimately your vision. Now, I want you to remember that it's not just about the vision. Remember to then enjoy the journey to the short-term goals along the way. So, again, remember to enjoy the journey.
I'm Jesse, and this is the Dad Bod Podcast.